Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account who says, My own friend convinced my husband that I cheated on him. He kicked me out of our house, and now she finally said she lied. I, 25 female, don't even know where to start because I'm devastated. She, 25 female, and I were best friends for over 10 years before all this happened. She was my sister, my friend, the person I trusted the most, but to her, I was never anything. Because if I had meant something to her, she wouldn't have stabbed me in the back just because I married the man she wanted. And this is important because she did all this for that very reason. Eight years ago, we met my husband, 29 male at college. We were in our first year and he was the assistant of one of our professors. The three of us became very good friends until he and I started dating. At that time, she never told me that she had feelings for him, so I never questioned my relationship with him. During all these years, I trusted her with very important things about my husband and myself. The last thing was the most important thing that I ever told her, and that was that I'm pregnant. I even told her before I told my husband because I took the pregnancy test while I was with her because I trusted her with my whole life. And when the test came back positive, we both cried because it was a planned baby. She seemed so happy that my chest hurts knowing that it was all fake. Six months have passed since that day and my husband started acting weird. He was always mad at me for absolutely no reason until I had enough and confronted him. He told me he's mad at me because he knows the truth. I asked him what he was talking about and he showed me all the infidelity evidence he has. They were chats from a dating app between a man and me and I used quotes because I never created that account. Someone else did and used my photos. Photos I never posted and and that I only have on my phone. So it is impossible that someone has stolen them from my social media. In those chats, I told this man that I was pregnant and that I didn't know if it was his or my husband's. In those chats, I even talked to that man about recent sexual encounters while I was pregnant and things like that that no husband or wife wants to read about their partner. I told my husband that everything was fake and that I wanted to know where he got those screenshots and he told me they're screenshots of my old phone, a phone that I supposedly used to talk to other men. He told me that my best friend told him everything because she couldn't look him in the eye knowing the truth. Apparently, she knew about my infidelities and told him to look for evidence on my old phone and he did and that's why he was acting weird the last few weeks. Of course, I told him that my friend is lying and that she probably used my phone without me knowing to do that. That I never created any account and that I never slept with another man other than him in my whole life. But he didn't believe me. We had a fight and we called her to confront her, but all she said was that she was sorry, but she no longer wanted to keep lying to one friend to save the other's ass. 
We had a horrible fight, but she was calm as a fucking psycho, insisting that I'm a cheater. And I couldn't convince my husband that it's all a lie because the evidence indicates that I'm guilty. So he was furious and told me to pack my stuff and get out, that he wanted a divorce and a paternity test. I went to my brother's house and we did the paternity test which obviously indicates that the baby is his. But still, he didn't believe me that I didn't cheat on him. We had a few more fights after we did the paternity test and I ended up in the hospital because of stress. And apparently that made my so-called friend see reason because she told my husband that everything he saw was fake and that it was she who made both accounts. Mine and that of the man I was supposedly cheating on him with. She said that she did it because she was jealous because since I'm pregnant, he doesn't pay attention to her anymore. She has good friends with both of us since we met him and that she lost her mind and acted in the worst way possible. She also said that now she's really sorry that she never thought all of this would go this far and that she thought he'd just get mad for a few days and forgive me because she knew that he loves me too much to forgive anything. Since she confessed all that, he apologized in a thousand ways and we've talked a lot about what happened and we've decided to give ourselves the space we need. We'll start going to therapy, but I don't know if that will be enough. Our relationship is at its worst. It's all screwed up and I'm afraid we can't work this out and how could we? We said and did horrible things. During a fight, he told me to pack my stuff. I refused and he took me by the arm to do it and he was hurting me so I pushed him and he hit a piece of furniture and that's when he took me by the arms again but this time he did it to shake me. But he's much stronger than me. Not only am I skinny compared to him but he's also really tall and when he did that he really hurt me. I don't know if we can be who we were in the past again. In the past we almost never fought and if we did there was never any violence involved. How can we fix this? other than therapy and I'm just shocked that this friend went this far to well she said she just thought he'd be mad at her when it's obvious it was going to be more than that and when OP did confront her she just kept a straight face I'm not sure where this update is going to go but this is an absolute mad one but pretend stomach says what a fucking psycho this is a lot the damage she inflicted over petty jealousy How do you do something so deplorable to a person, let alone your best friends? People you claim to love, all while putting your friend's health and the health of her unborn child at risk. Just wow. The world exhausts me, says Jesus. Your friend is a psychopath. She didn't think this would go that far. The truth is she wasn't ever that good of a friend to either of you because if she was, she would have accepted that he was with you and moved on. Given the circumstances, I would think therapy is a must. I can't see how else you two would ever come back from this without a neutral party involved. Glitter Girl says, And what about your husband and the ex-friend? He has cut her out and did she attempt anything with him while you were kicked out? Because if she's still talking to her in any capacity, that would be done for me. Ebby45 says, I will leave other commenters to address the rest of this post, but this bit especially alarms me. And quotes, We said and did horrible things. In a fight, we both got violent and he left my arms bruised. Then goes on to say, do you mind sharing a bit more about what happened during this specific part of the fight? What kind of violence? Who started it? How severe was it? Then OP did reply to that, but it was the same bit that was in the post. Bazooka Matt says, yep, it's been said, get a lawyer. Don't delete anything and sue that bitch. She's the enemy and has caused harm. You need someone to be the bad one and she's deserving. And one more from Mr. Fruitfly who says, so up until the violent part, this is what I would say. You and your husband are both innocent here. 
Of course you are. You did nothing wrong, but your husband was given a significant amount of proof of cheating by someone that was trusted and loved by both of you. Just as you could never imagine her doing this, I'm sure he could never imagine she would lie as she put in a lot of work to make this believable. And we all hear stories about, I never thought they would cheat. We were so happy. I think you definitely need time and space and therapy to move on. And I understand you were very hurt. He didn't believe you, but I hope you realize he was also the victim of a very elaborate scheme by someone you also trusted with very personal information and have known for a decade. Now the fight. Let's be clear. It wasn't just the stress that put you in the hospital, but a physical altercation with your husband. That's something remarkably hard to come back from and only you know how it went down. But him being violent with you, a pregnant person, is a lot. So how can you move on? One, set some boundaries with each other. You each agree to never speak to this person again, obviously, and think about what else you each need to live separately. Set up a timeline for discussions, etc. Two, you have to deal head on with the violent confrontation, not why it happened, not who started it, but that it happened and that it's not okay. You both, since I don't know the details, need to be frank about what happened. What scared you? The trust that is broken because of it. All of it. Being open and honest and letting all feelings out is a big step in figuring out if you can move forward. 3. How do you rebuild trust? He was told you were cheating, which, while untrue, also creates a big cloud of what if. He didn't believe you, which creates a big old cloud of could he not believe me again about something else? You both feel unsafe in the relationship now, so you need to talk about what you each need from each other. 4. You in particular need to come up with a plan for having this baby, framed around what you feel safe and comfortable with, and he needs to fully accept that you having a medical procedure and need to do what puts you in the best place. 5. Lean on your family. You're each going to need a lot of help and to process this, and then to take care of the baby. It's okay to need that help. 6. Don't let the baby be a bargaining chip. If you want to see your husband, then say you want to see him, not spend time with the baby. If he wants to see you, he can't be like, I want to see my kid. The baby needs to stay out of this conflict and the healing process. 6. Obviously, you need therapy, but also realize that this isn't a linear process. You can forgive him for not believing you, but the pain will circle back, especially with hormones and a new baby depriving you of sleep, and you need to find healthy ways to process that pain. 8. You need to acknowledge this is a long process. It will keep coming, and he can't get defensive if in next months you aren't still over it. Basically, a lot of talking, tears, being frustrated and committing to doing the work. But first you have to process whether you can even try again with someone who is violent with you and slash or you with them. And we got a lot of information from that one comment. I didn't realize that comment was so big. So we're going to move straight on to that next. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Update. So, the update says, thank you for all the messages you sent me and the comments you left on my first post. I really appreciated it. Things have gotten a lot better since then. We talked to my now ex-friend and she admitted to using my old phone to create that fake profile and also to message the other man. And I use quotes because that man never existed. It was her. She used that phone when she came to my house every day since we had a business together. She knew where the phone was and she also knew that no one ever used it so she had everything perfectly planned out which is scary because she really needs help. I mean, with all this, it is more than clear she is a psychopath and needs help. She said all the things she did and and she even told my husband that she drove me to meet that man so many times and she told him that I made her pay with her card for the hotel where I met that man. And the truth is, I was never in any of those hotels but all of that was right there. And it looked real so of course he believed her. She has been my friend for many years but she has also been friends with him for over 8 years. So we trusted her and we never thought she would do something like that. And when she started telling all those lies, it sounded real. In fact, the messages and everything looked very real. And I understand why my husband believed it. And if it had been the other way around, maybe I would have believed it too. On the other hand, my husband and I are still trying to cope with all of this. After that violent episode, things got really hard between us. It is not easy to save a marriage once violence is involved, but we are trying. I came back home and for now things are fine but sometimes it's really warm here and I wear t-shirts and he doesn't want to look at me because I still have the bruises from his hands on my arms and they don't look too bad now but they are still there after almost two months of that episode and I'm guessing they take a while to go away since I'm a very pale person and my skin is very sensitive but my arms don't hurt anymore or anything like that so I don't mind the bruises. He has apologized for what he did and I forgave him because it was something that affected us both. And I understand we both got violent and we're both guilty for screwing up our relationship. But like I said, we're still trying to get over it. And I guess it will take a while to get over it. It won't be easy, but we are willing to work hard so that everything will get better by the time our baby arrives in a few weeks. That's why we started individual and couples therapy. So we hope everything gets better. Now we are focused on that. We're preparing her room and buying things for her. And for now, that's working. Our relationship is slowly getting back to how it was before. And I'm really happy about that because we loved each other for eight years. And the last thing I wanted was to throw away our relationship after all that time. Because I know how our relationship was. And I know that this was the first time that we both reacted like this. And we both promised each other that it will never happen again. And we'll do everything possible so that it does not happen again. So, that's all. And I know they went no contact with the friend after all this, but it would have been interesting to know what's going on with the friend. Did the friend go and seek some help? Because clearly there's something going on there. To to go to what they did to try and split a couple up is absolutely, it's absolutely crazy to me. But what do you guys think of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Supporters Welcome who asks, am I the asshole for not giving up my seat in the bus to a pregnant woman and then showing my scars on my knee to show that I have an injury? The title pretty much explains it, but I'll add some context. 
A couple of months ago, I, 18 female, got into an accident where I was walking across the road and got hit by a car that was way over the speed limit. My right knee and leg basically took most of the impact. The car stopped and, and called an ambulance and left a phone number and we later on settled it and, and I got quite a big sum of money with the help of my parents. A bone in my leg was broken and my kneecap was basically fractured. Fast forward to now, my leg has been fine as long as I'm not walking for too long, but my knee still hurts quite a bit, which results in me walking with a cane at 18 years old. I'm a bit embarrassed by it, but I can't do much about it so I just deal with it. Yesterday after school, I got in the bus to go home. My knee had been bothering me all day and I was happy to go home. Once I got in the bus, I took a seat as one does. A couple of stops later, a pregnant woman entered and she looked around to see if there was a spot for her to sit, which there wasn't. I was one of the younger people, probably not the youngest though, on the bus and therefore she decided that I was a perfect candidate to give up my seat. So she walked over and basically told me that I had to get up so she could sit down. She didn't ask me, she told me. So I tried to explain in a soft voice to not attract too much attention since I have social anxiety, that I have a knee injury and that it's hard for me to keep my balance in the bus while standing, and that it was hurting a lot. Well, this woman started yelling at me that I was just making excuses and that she didn't believe me. So I lifted up my dress I was wearing to my knee and showed her the scars. I admit my scars don't exactly look pretty or are nice healed or anything but I had no interest in continuing this discussion. I made sure that there were no little kids watching when I lifted up the dress. The woman didn't know what to say and she just kept on sulking and went to someone else to get them to give up their seat. I thought that was that, but suddenly a person sitting behind me found it necessary to weigh in on the situation by saying that I was way out of line by showing her my scars and that I embarrassed the woman and that I could have easily stood up and just sucked it up for the remainder of my route. So, am I the arsehole? Now, first thing that comes to my mind, why isn't that asshole who's suddenly speaking up behind you getting up and giving up their seat? But no, you're not the asshole in this situation. You are in need of the seat. But Ansela Jondler says, not the asshole. You're legitimately disabled and in need of a seat. If the person behind was so supportive of the pregnant woman's need to sit down, then they should have offered their seat instead of trying to bully you into doing so. Kuki says, not the asshole. And the actual asshole is the person sitting behind you. No nefariousness says, as another young cane user due to a broken bone, not the arsehole. A lot of people seem dumbfounded with how to respond when I point out my scar because it just doesn't dawn on them there's a material reason I use a cane. I've learned to say I'm physically disabled, I cannot stand right now. If that doesn't work, I just ignore them and let them embarrass themselves. Terror replies that saying, oh my god, it's like some people don't have eyes sometimes. I had osteoarthritis start when I was 14. My knees have hurt all my life, it seems. I have to use a cane on and off. I now have big hinged knee braces I wear when I'm out. When I get any attitude for the cane slash handicap spots, I point out to my very obvious knee braces easily seen under my thickest pants. It's amazing how rarely people notice. Same for my hands. I have a bent finger on each hand. My grandma-in-law didn't notice for 18 years. Actually, she probably still wouldn't have noticed if I didn't tell her, lol. Totally not the asshole. Good for you, OP. I know how social anxiety can be, and that was actually pretty brave. Standing up for yourself is harder than many think. And Ancelus has again, young slash young looking people with a disability or injury are not taken seriously or believed by anyone. 
had people denying me access to the priority seating on the bus, blocking the entrance to the lift with pushchairs, barging me out of the way to the disabled toilet or ambulatory cubicle. In one case, completely trashing said cubicle despite knowing I was waiting for it or hammering on the door practically as soon as it was closed because they felt they had more right to it than I did. Wow. And it's been like, it must have been about a year since I've heard one of those stories. But whenever we have them, people in the comments are just saying, yes, this has happened to me. And it's just hearing it time and time again. And it's just so sad. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Listening to a couple of stories means the absolute world to me. And I just want you to know that. And don't forget at the end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you to click on. So, you know, if you're doing whatever hobby you do. Hold up. What was that? 